First, regarding to what we spoke about yesterday, about carrying four Amas in these boats, in these uh, narrow boats, in these canoes. So in the Gemara, I can't hear you. In the Gemara, it seemed that the conclusion was that um, the canoes are not a problem because the, we dragged down the mechitzas down to the floor and the, the fish don't block anything, so everything's fine. But Alter Rebbe in Shulchan Aruch says no. What Abaye is saying is Dichuya Ba'alma. He's just trying to say you can't prove it. But he doesn't really hold what he's saying. Why? There's a different issue with this boat. The issue is that whenever you have a Mechitza Tuluya, whenever you have a wall which is hanging, which is not on the ground, or not connected to the ground, then it must be made for the sake of making a Mechitza. It has to be what we call Mechitza Lahatir. When you make that this uh, porch with the hole and the walls, the hanging walls to draw the water, you have to make those walls specifically to draw the water. If those walls happen to be there before, it won't help. That's the halacha we see elsewhere. And therefore the same thing over here, the boats, although the the we do say good achis, we usually say we pull down the mechitzis, but not when it's totally detached, not like by the, that, that uh, basket on the on the bamboo, which is still has a bamboo all the way down to the floor. Here it's totally on the water. It's not in the it's not in the bed of the sea, and therefore we don't say mechitzis. Only by mayim. Usually we would say it by water, but only if it was made particularly in order to make a mechitza, which the boats were not. And therefore, you cannot carry, carry four Amis on these narrow boats, which are not a Rishus HaYochid on their own right. That's what Alter Rebbe says. Fine? Okay. Uh, there is a problem. A canoe, uh, the boats that you describe are really small. Okay, so it must be a longer canoe than the ones we know. It must be four Amis long, but as narrow as a canoe. So, so this is more like this is more like the boat that the Viking used to have. Could be. They well, they they are used. The word for it is narrow boats, not narrow boats. Because they're narrow, why? Very long. long. And then they finish like this. And okay. Okay. Now let's go to the next piece of Gemara. We spoke about, in the Mishnah, two boats that were tied together that you're allowed to carry from one to the other. Now, the, the Gemara says, that's obvious. Why is that obvious? So, there's different explanations. Either the Gemara assumed that we're talking about two boats belonging to one person. If you have two boats belonging to one person and he tied them together, they're right next to each other, then obviously you can carry from one to the other. Why not? It's all my house. It's all my Yachid. It's close together. It's not going to separate because it's tied together with ropes. Why shouldn't they carry from one to the other? Okay, let's see. 
Sfinis Kishurais. If I have boats, as if we're on Kuf Aleph Amad Beis, the third line by the two dots. Sfinis Kishurais, two boats which are tied. Pshita, it is obvious they allowed to carry from one to the other, because we assumed we're talking about that they both belong to one person. If you have a small boat, like a canoe, Rashi says, like the Butsina, the, the, what do you call it, Bitsisa, the Meishon, if you have those small boats in between these two large boats, and those two large boats are tied together, and they basically trap the small boat in between them, it's not tied, but it's trapped, it's not going anywhere, so I would think you're not allowed to carry to the small boat because it's not tied. So the Mishnah says, no, if you have the two boats tied, the third small boat automatically join, joins along. You are our Moshe. You are our Rebbe. But I just don't understand what you're saying. Are you, is what you're saying right? I don't understand what you're saying. Look at the Mishnah. If I tie two boats together, I can carry from boat A to boat B. And you're telling me we're talking about boat C. The Mishnah didn't say boat C. It said boat A and boat B. And you're telling me from boat A to boat B, we know that it's okay. But the Mishnah says no. The Mishnah is telling us a Chiddush. You're allowed to carry from boat A to boat B. So your answer doesn't fit. Okay, I, I know you're the Moshe, but I just can't agree with your explanation in the Mishnah. So I have to give another explanation. All we need it is If it belongs to two people and they made an Eiru Chatseris as you're supposed to do whenever you have two properties belonging to two people, you have to make an Eiru Chatseris. So they made an Eiru Chatseris. But I would think, what's Eiru Chatseris? I have my house. You have your house. We put challah and matzah together, and now we're one property. The property is steady. It stays in one place. And therefore, what we decided in the beginning of Shabbos makes it one property for the whole Shabbos. But here, I have floating boats. They're not in the same place they were in the beginning. So the fact that we decided to join our property together, but it's not the same place. If it's not the same place, then it shouldn't count. So I would think you cannot make a Eir of Chatzeros on two boats. Comes our Mishnah and says you could. Not only that, not only could you make a Eir of Chatzeros, the Braise says even more. If they have two boats which are tied together, Ma'arvin, you ought to make a Eir of Chatzeros. And then carry Mizunazu from one to the other. Nifsiku, if they got detached, Nasru, you can't carry anymore. Because even if you make aid of Hatseris, first of all, you're afraid they'll separate and might go into the sea and you might fish it out. And if they're not joined together in a steady way, the aid doesn't help. The aid has to be in a way that they have a passageway from one to the other, a secure passageway. So if they if they detach, they cannot carry from one to the other. If they were tied again on Shabbos, whether it was by accident, whether it was 
In other words, they forgot that it was Shabbos, or they forgot that it's not allowed, or they did it purposely, knowing that it's Shabbos, knowing that it's not allowed. Bain Anusin. What would Anusin mean? Um, Rashi doesn't give an example for Anusim. Um, Anusim. I'm not sure what it would be in this in this in this uh, scenario. Usually, Anusim means that uh, you can't even blame him for that. It's like he. They, it, it, but how could you? Uh, what, what what could happen over here? How could it be Anusim? He was forced. Yeah, but how are they forced to? Uh, Gun at his head. Whatever. Ah. Huh? Someone threatened them to put it together, yeah. Okay. Which is the obvious. If Shoigigim is okay, but Zanusim definitely will be okay. Okay. Bain Mutim. When it was totally by accident, which means they were busy with something else on the side, and somehow, like, he got pulled on their, you know, on their kapata, and they were, like, bending down, and somehow it got tied together without even, the, even them realizing that they did it, which that makes it totally not a problem. That's called misasik. I didn't bechlal intend to do anything like that, and therefore that's how it happened. Whatever happened, they could carry again on Shabbos. Now it sounds very strange. He did it on purpose, and he can carry afterwards on Shabbos. Okay, we'll talk about that. V'chein another example: People were traveling, and then they camped, and they made walls around them, a bunch of small walls, in order to. Rest on Shabbos, but it's a bunch of like small huts, makeshift huts. Ma'arvin, they can make a eight of chatzeres before Shabbos. Umetaltelin mizulizu, you can carry from one hut to another if they made an eight of chatzeres because they have also a wall around all these huts together. Niglulu, if these mats which joined them together and made it a Roshusa Yochid were rolled up, Nesru, you can't carry anymore. If they put back those mats, you're allowed to carry again. Any wall which is put up on Shabbos, says Is it so? When it says in uh when it says in the in uh Bryce, and this this rule is brought on elsewhere as well, that every wall that was made on Shabbos is called a wall, says Rav Nachman not to help you. There's a din minatoira that if you have a Rashusa Yachit and you put something in there from Rashusarabim, you're Chayif. For that it doesn't matter if it was made on Shabbos or before. But if you made a wall on Shabbos, you're not allowed to carry in that wall. It's just that you're not allowed to carry from the street into that wall. It's called the Roshus. Not only you're not allowed to, you're Chayv Chatos, which means Midei Rais, it's called the Roshus Ayochid, but Chacham don't let you carry there. That's what Rav Nachman said. So Rav Nachman says that a wall that was made on Shabbos, you're not allowed to carry in it. Only Lizrei, that's the term Chacham used for putting something into the Rishus HaYochit from Rishus HaRabim. And the Taltil is a term they use to carry within, to allow you to carry within Rishus HaRabim, Rishus HaYochit itself. So you're not allowed to carry in it. And this Rishus said you're allowed to. How does this work? Says the Gemara, Ki itma Rav Nachman amazed itma. Rav Nachman was saying that if it was done 
purposely on Shabbos, you cannot use it on Shabbos. But if it was done by accident on Shabbos, then you're allowed to use it on Shabbos. Because the Chachamur you did an Aveda, you can't use the Aveda, you did. So basically, you have to make like a comma in this in this Brysa. When it says, Chazru v'nikshiru v'nshegigim v'mezidim v'nanusim v'mutin, Chazru l'tayda marishin, really, Chazru l'tayda marishin is only referring to shegigim v'nanusim v'mutin. And when it says mezidin, it doesn't mean that then you're allowed to carry. It's only there to tell you that the rule we said at the end of the b'raisa, that a mechitza that was made on Shabbos is called a mechitza, applies to mezid as well, but not to help you. One second. Okay. Okay. It's not so simple how to read it in the in the Brisa. In the Brisa it said clearly that Bain Shogigim, Bain Mizidin, Khazrula Tayra Marish. It became allowed. Yeah? Fine. Good. So it could be became allowed that if you carried four Amis, you don't have to bring a Karma Khatas, because it's not a Rosh Surabim the Raisa. Fine. But either way. It's not a simple thing to read, but the halacha is that if it was done b'mezid, it does not help. And if it was done b'shagig, it does help. Can you wait till the end? Or is it... Maybe b'mezid, it's allowed for those who didn't do it b'mezid. The same way that it... That's a good logic, but no. No. If it was done b'mezid, chachamim made a knas, then no one could do it. No one could use it. So why if I if somebody cooks something on Shabbos? It depends, he's doing something, not cooking my much, but something is doing something. Any Mulakhadei Raisa that was done on Shabbos, then on Shabbos no one's allowed to eat it. No, no, no. I'm not talking about this, I'm saying if something was not done mamash, the person who's yeah. actually involved in it. Google, but here's a day raisa. If you're putting up a mechitza, a proper mechitza, and you're making a rishus. It's called boina. It's called building. And therefore, you're not allowed to use it on Shams. Oh, okay. That's why when there's a problem with an Eruv, the way to deal with it is to make people fix it unknowingly. Yeah? You bring people to stand there without them realizing why you bring them to stand there. And then you bring them some tables. Yeah? And that's, that's the way to do it. In other words, it has to be that the ones who are doing it have no clue that they're doing it. And therefore, you could use the mechitza afterwards. Um, this is what I meant. Because if you people want to catch, let's say, a deer come into a thing, and you want you don't want to touch, you sit down and you ask your friend, "Can you sit next to me?" And then you go away, and then you ask people to sit. So you become you block. Okay, okay. Well, we'll talk about that at a different time. We'll talk about it at a different time. But basically, over here, if it was done, we it. No one could use it. That's the maskon. That's the maskon. Fine. Okay. Next. We spoke about the boats being tied. Itmar, we learned uh, in the Amiroim said, Amar Shmuel, Even if they were tied with a coat 
um, uh, how do you call it? Uh, like a something you tie your hood to you with, uh, like a, a rope in your another string, rope, a string, a, a, string. a string of your coat, a coat string. You tie it with a coat string. It's also fine. Now, depends how thick that coat string was, how many of them you put together, how t- how tight you tied them. Now let's look at the facts. Let's think about what's going on over here. What type of coat string is this? Hey, Chidon. Let's look at the facts. If it holds them together, then pshita, then it's fine. If it does not hold them together, then why is it fine? In other words, who cares what it's made out of? What does it do? Does it hold them together? Obviously, it's fine. Does it not hold them together? Then obviously, it's not fine. Says the Gemara, it is obviously fine. We are talking about that it could hold them together. But nevertheless, there's another statement Shmuel said elsewhere, which you might have come to the conclusion that you would need something more than just a code string. And Shmuel is coming to say, don't compare. You do not, you, you could use a code string. What is it? Regarding Tuma. So there's different ways that I learned the Gemara. That's first day Rashi says that the, 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 the Mishnah regarding Tuma saying that if the boat is tied to an oil hamase, if it's tied to a place where there's a dead body and the, 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 it's a type of oil that became tummy, let's say it's an oil made out of material that's on top of a dead body and therefore the oil became tummy and there's a, there's a boat tied to that oil so the boat becomes Tommy. Shashmuel, that's only if it's with a metal chain. Why? Because metal carries Tumasames. That's the rule. It says that if a person uh, uh, killed someone with a, killed a guy with, with, a, with, a, with a sword, so then the Tuma passes on because the, in a way that he becomes an Avatuma. The sword, the metal which touched the mace becomes like the mace itself and therefore the one touching it is like he touched the dead body it says someone who was killed by a sword so from that we learn that a sword and the one who was killed are equal they have the same level of tumor so therefore the metal chain passes the tumor to the boat so someone who learns that statement of shmuel might think that why is he saying to, that it has to be a metal chain in order that it should be tied very firmly? And then he might think that by Shabbos as well, it has to be tied very firmly with a metal chain. That's what he might think. Says Shemuel, no, 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 no. I said to you that only a metal chain passes it on because a metal is metal. There's a special halacha by metal. However, by Shabbos, the point is the fact that it's strongly tied together. I don't care what you tie it with, as long as it's strongly tied together. That's Rashi's ways, way of learning the Gemara. Let's see inside the Gemara. Says the Gemara, really, the Really, we're talking about that it does hold the boats together. Shmuel is coming to exclude to to contradict in order to, to in, in other words to tell you not to learn from something he himself said elsewhere now we learned in a mission of koshra if he tied the boat to the oil maze 
in something which holds it firm, maybe the tuma. It passes the tuma from the from the tent. Bidavash ain't mamido, it's something which does not hold it firm. Ain maybe the tuma does not pass the tuma. Vama Shmuel Shmuel says, what does it mean holding it firm? Only if it's called with a metal, if it's with an iron chain, only then it's considered tight. Now you might think Shmuel holds that the only way you could tie a boat is with an iron chain. And therefore here also it has to be tied with an iron chain. Says the Gemara, no. Says Shmuel, like explaining what Shmuel said, no. By Tumu it says that if someone touched one who was killed by a sword. And from that we learn, the sword touching the dead body has the same status as the dead body itself. So there in, there must be metal, it must be, it must be an iron chain or a metal, a metal chain. Avalinian Shabbos, but regarding Shabbos, it has nothing to do with metal. Cave on the Yochala since it ha- it's able to, to hold it, I don't care what holds it, even if it's a coat string, as long as it holds the boat, it does the job, then it's fine. So, according, so what did the Gemara say over here? That when you hold the boats together, it does not matter with what type of rope you're holding it, as long as it holds it. Although Shmuel himself said, regarding Tuma, that the only way a boat is considered connected is when it's tied with the, with an the iron chain. That's because we're talking about passing tumor. Passing tumor is only done through metal. However, when we're talking about holding it firm together, I don't care what's holding it firm. Anything that can hold it firm is fine. Tesis learns a bit differently, which will make it a bit more understood. Was the Havaman and the Maskana? He says we're talking about a boat tied to a pole, and we're talking about if there's a tumor under the rope. The rule is that any oil that is on top of a mace, and it's, if it's mikabel tuma, it passes the tuma to the next place, to whatever's touching it. But in order for a, a oil to be called an oil, it has to be very firm. If it's flimsy, then it's not considered an oil. If it's flimsy, it's not necessarily on top of the dead body, it's moving back and forth, then it's not considered an oil. Says Shmuel, what's considered something so firm to say stay still and therefore to be an oil on whatever's under it and pass the tumor to the boat? A iron chain. Any rope will move a bit and therefore won't be totally constantly, consistently on top of the dead body and it won't pass the tumor. However, by Shabbos, I don't need the rope to stay still. I just need it to hold the two boats together. And therefore, any rope that holds the two boats together is good enough. So I would think that a firm is only an iron chain, as we see by Tuma. says, no. By Tuma, there's a special din that has to be extremely firm, that it shouldn't be waving in order for it to be an oil. But if we're talking about Shabbos, all it has to do is hold the two boats firmly together, and anything is good enough. So to summarize, we said in the Mishnah that two boats tied together, you can carry from one to the other. The Gemara assumed we're talking about two boats belonging to one person. So what's obviously allowed to carry from one to the other. The answer is we're talking, says Rava, we're talking about a small boat stuck between the two boats. You're allowed to carry even to that. Says Rav Safra, but the Mishnah says you can carry from A to B. 
Don't don't explain to me that we're, we're carrying to see. Says of Safra, we're talking about a boat that belongs to two people. And and um, they make an Eruv Chatseris. But you might think that Eruv Chatseris doesn't work by boats. They're moving. They're not, they're not a steady place. You can't make an Eruv Chatseris. No, it works. Not only that, the Braises says that it works even if it was redone on Shabbos. If it was undone on Shabbos, it's undone. But if it was redone on Shabbos, it was tied together on Shabbos, you can carry. But Rav Nachman said that if if that, that any mechitzah which was made on Shabbos only works against you, not for you. Ask the Gemara. Rav Nachman said that if a mechitzah was made on Shabbos, if you put something in there from the street, you're chayyim. But you're not allowed to carry four Amis in that walled area because it was made on Shabbos. And the Bryce says you are. Says the Gemara depends. If it was Shoigig, Oines, Mute, you're allowed to. If it was Mesid, you're not allowed to. Then it only works against you. In other words, the fact that you're allowed to carry and a Mechitza was made on Shabbos is if it was done by accident. But if it was done purposely. I mean, consider the wall. A wall is a wall. Who cares how it was made? And therefore, you have for bringing things inside over there. But, uh, but you're not allowed to carry over there a knas. knas. Uh, maybe later I'll say a different shot in this Gemara from Taisus. The next piece of Gemara was uh, that Shmuel said that the two boats can be tied even with a coat string. Says Gemara, obviously, whatever holds it, holds it. No, but Shmuel said by Tuma, they need to have an iron chain to tie a boat. So you would think that's the only thing which holds a boat firm. No. By Tuma, we need the iron mel- iron chain because either iron can pass the Tuma at the same degree as the source because an, uh, any metal uh, attains the same level of Tuma as the dead body that it touched. Or because an iron chain itself is not waving and therefore it could be an oil. However, any other rope will be waving a bit itself. But on the other hand, it holds the boats firm and therefore you're allowed to carry from boat to boat. Fine. Um, one second. Um, yeah. Tesis has an explanation in this Raisa regarding the, the, the fact that it says Bein Mezidin and it sounds like you're allowed to carry even if it was done by Mezid. So he says like this, by boats that were tied together, Midari Raisa, they are Rishusa Yochit to begin with. Only Midari you need them to be tied together and to have an Eruv. So there, Chacham not Goizer. There, if they were tied together, even by Mezid, you're allowed to carry. The same applies to the to the mats that were brought in the Gemara. We're not talking about a mat which formed the Rosh Yochid. We're talking about a mat within a Rosh Yochid, which divided two courtyards, one from the other. Which they made an Eruv, but then if they took away the, the mat, then there's no separation and there's no Eruv. And then you're not allowed to carry. But then, come if they put back the separation, then you're allowed to carry again because it was a Rosh Hashanah also before, right? I'm sorry. No, no. The, the, the case is like this: you had one big Rosh Hashanah, 
five houses in, in one side, five houses in the other side. He put a mat in between. The five made an eight of together, the other five made an eight of together. There's no eight of between the two. And the wall separated them. But then the wall fell on Shabbos. If the wall fell on Shabbos, he cannot carry. Because it's a, it, there's no separation between the two parts, which never made an eight of between them. But if someone put up that wall on Shabbos, it says, Taisus, you're allowed to carry. Because the whole problem is a problem that Rabbanan, so you could fix it. If, if it was fixed on Shabbos, you're allowed to carry. I don't think that's the halacha, but that's what Taisus explains, which could fit a bit smoother in the Braise in the Gemara. Okay. Uh, good to know okay. you. Thank you. Have a great Shabbos and a great Yontem. Great Shabbos and good Yontem. All, all the best. Ah, did you? Oh, where is he? I'm still did here. You, did you meet any other people I mentioned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, send them regards. And did they say, oh, him? Oh. What did he say? <laughs> no, I just wonder whether, like, oh, not him again or something. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> maybe I can ask you. Um, maybe I could also ask some of that matzah. Uh, because basically, my father's also. I didn't start the recording. I'm sorry.